This is Michael Lejeune, the host of Game Changers for Government Contractors. I started this podcast to help government contractors learn the tactics and strategies to win more contracts. These strategies helped me personally win millions in government contractors, and it's helped our clients win $13.6 billion and counting in government contractors, and it can help you. If you love this podcast and you're a raving fan, I would really appreciate a review on whatever app you listen to. Just go and rate and review it. It could be just two words that you love the podcast, whatever it is, but I'd really appreciate it. It helps others find out about the podcast. Thank you so much. And let's get into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. One of the main reasons that people get into government contracting is they want to diversify their business. So most people get in because they're in the commercial business and they're like, hey, we can diversify this and avoid things like recessions and downturns, all that kind of stuff by getting into the government business. And then there's other people that are almost solely in government. When I look at those companies, I'm like, how are you diversifying your business? Today, I want to talk about how you can diversify in your government contracting business to maximize your chances of never having an issue when there's a recession or a downturn or you know something shifts in the industry and you have to make some sort of changes or stuff like that. I want to talk about first a couple of things that I think are fairly obvious. I don't want to spend a lot of time on them, but I just want to bring them up here on a couple of ways that most people diversify. So these are the most common. The first one is having different contracts vehicles, whether it's IDIQs, direct contracts, other things like that. Having contract vehicles is one way to diversify your business so that you have multiple ways that you are bringing in business, not just competing on SAM.gov for open opportunities, which that's a whole other podcast for the people that are just competing there. There's a lot of reasons why I don't recommend you just hunting opportunities on SAM.gov. Again, you've probably heard me say things about that a hundred times, so I'm not going to go there today. But for the other people that are trying to diversify, having contract vehicles where you are in smaller pools of contractors and you have things where you have won the first step, you've won the right to hunt. Those are really great ways to diversify your business. And I highly recommend that. It makes your business more sellable at the end of the day because you have diversified in those ways. And typically a lot of the IDIQs and five-year contracts and things like that are multi-year. So that's very attractive to a buyer if you do want to sell. So that's one of the ways. Another really, really common way is when you look at the silos that are within your agency, you actually look and say, hey, well, currently today there are eight silos, 10 silos, 11 different silos inside of the agency we're working in, but we're only in one or two of those silos. We need to get into more of those. That's a really common way. And if you're curious, like what's he talking about a silo here? That's just the term I use when I look at say an agency org chart and I see that there 
there are multiple sub agencies under there. So that's another term most people use sub agency. When you're within an agency, you may look and say, well, gosh, we're only in one sub agency. Well, if there's eight or 10 other sub agencies in that master agency there, then that is one way to diversify. So you're not just in one silo or one sub agency. And again, that's a pretty common way to diversify what you're doing. Another one is looking for new agencies. So going outside of the agency you're in and actually looking at new agencies. Again, really common way, really simple way to diversify what you're doing. But for today, I want to focus on four. There's four primary ways that I think are really great ways to diversify your business. The number one way is looking at military versus civilian agencies. When I look at a lot of people, they're not necessarily working in the DOD, working with the military folks out there. And guess what? The military is usually the one that's always going to get a good budget. They're going to get budget increases and things like that. But maybe a civilian agency is not, or they may take cuts or things like that. Depending on politics, they may take severe cuts. And look, I know that the military is not immune to that. It happens. There's some, some people will take over the White House and they'll say, look, we're going to make some deep cuts in the military budget. It happens. But if you're diversified, where when you look at your clients and you have some in the military and some that are civilian type agencies, it's going to give you a better contrast of government contracting. And to me, just overall, it's a great balance to have some in the military side and some in the civilian side. So that's number one. It's a really simple way to look at it. And I, I think it's a very effective way to diversify your business. The next one, and this one sort of ties to the last one, is looking at the intelligence community. If you are looking at your business, and even if you're doing some military stuff, are you doing anything in the intelligence community? You know, that's where I kind of came into my own in the government contracting. That was my first major client was the intelligence community. I was the director of sales for that. And then I switched over and I wound up doing the joint forces commands and that was another client that I had. I think the intelligent community is a great community for you to focus on. It's one of those things that they're always going to be doing work regardless of what's going on in the world. The intelligence community is always doing great things. They're always you know, using big budgets to do stuff. In fact, the thing that I really liked about them was that not all of the rules seem to apply. You know, like there's the government contracting rules and then there's the intelligence community rules. <laughs> Guess what? The intelligence community doesn't just publish all the stuff they're doing online. You're not going to see all that stuff online. So you've got to be able to build a relationship with them and insulate yourself. And it really is somewhat recession proof when you get in there and you work with an agent agency or agencies on the intelligence community side and start to build your business. And there's intelligence community pieces all over the place. But again, take a step back, take a look at the intelligence community as a whole and see how you can work with them. The next one on my list here is actually looking at the commercial market. So if you're in government contracting and your sole focus has really been building that government business, even if you started in the commercial business with the intent of moving over and solely doing government, I highly recommend you take a look at the commercial side of the business because guess what? All of the stuff that you have done to become a great government contractor applies to the commercial space. Really getting clear on who you are as a company, developing those metrics and past performance and all of that kind of stuff. If you put all of that stuff together just right in your flyers, your website, different things like that, you actually can make a really great case.
case in the commercial market of why someone should work with you. The commercial market has a lot of money, like a lot of money in it. So I don't recommend you just blindly going into the commercial market. Learn from the lessons of attacking the government market and apply it to the commercial market. You'll hear me say all the time, number one thing you need to do, find out who buys what you sell and then how they buy what you sell. You'll hear me say that all the time. Same thing in the commercial market. Find out who buys what you sell, how they buy what you sell. And then the next thing is you start to pick a top echelon of clients you want to go after. Call it your top 25, your top 50, your top 100 list of targets where, hey, I want to chase these companies. And you call them out. You say, hey, these are the companies that we want to chase and why we want to chase. Strategically, this will be great for our company if we win contracts with these companies. You can do IT work in cybersecurity for companies like Walmart, Target, you name it, Home Depot, uh, Menards, Tractor Supply. All of those companies have the same problems the government has. All of them. It just requires you saying, we're going to make a concerted effort to go after those businesses. And here's our, our list of 25, 50, 100 companies that we're going to get as clients over the next 12, 24 months. So I highly, highly recommend you go after that commercial market. The last one here, number four, is probably one of my favorite because it's so super easy, is to look within your business for complementary products and services and then sell those to your clients. Regardless of what you sell today, I guarantee you there's something on the other side of that, whether it's a product or a service or a new service that your clients could buy if you offered it to them. Just think about that. And when you're talking to contracting officers, when you're talking to program managers and project managers and grassroots level folks, talk to them about the challenges they have and how they would like to solve those things. Don't just talk about your products and your services. Talk about other challenges they have, maybe related to your services and that sort of thing. So you can dig up this information. And I guarantee you, even while you're listening to this, you're probably saying, Mike, you know what? I've always wanted to add this solution to what we have, this product, this service, whatever. I've always wanted to, but I felt like we were too thin. It would spread our self-company too thin and we wouldn't be known for what we're known for. Well, look, hey, explore having one person on your team who is now responsible for that product or service and launch it as a pilot. And over the next 24 months, see if you can sell that to your existing client base. Don't focus on a new client base. Focus on your existing client base to sell that new product or service to and just see how that goes over the next 12, 24 months. That's all you have to do. And then look for other complementary products or services that you can launch within your company. These are just a couple of quick ways that I thought you should know about. I think they're very, very simple, but they're sort of outside the box for most people because most people, again, they're focused on, well, we diversify with new agencies or sub-agencies or contract vehicles and things like that. And I really wanted to focus on these four that are somewhat simple and will allow you to leverage all the work you've already done in government contracting to kind of make that leap forward and diversify your company so that you can sustain anything that's out there, whether it's shutdowns, recessions, any of that kind of stuff, whether it's the commercial market or the federal market, you can withstand all of that kind of stuff. And look, hey, here's one bonus one that I did not cover here today so far. And that is if you're only on the federal side, think about the state and local side. Just think about that. So that's one bonus one that you have in there to, to think about for today. So as always, thank you for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Changers for Government Contractors. If you did, I have one request for you. Please like and share it out on social media so that other government contractors can find out about this great free resource. Do that and I'll really, really appreciate it. And if you have any questions, you know how to reach me. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.